<laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I am Andrew. I'm Mel. And this is Josh. I am Andrew. Sounds weird. I am Andrew. That's my favorite Will Smith movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is Friday, June 17th, and uh, we're a little bit late in the game again. The One of the movies we'll be talking about or plugging is playing as we speak. A bigger splash. A bigger splash. A Mel perfect summer. Lo looks very summery. It looks... Yeah. Is it like a racy thriller, sexy movie? Yeah, a couple seniors just bought tickets and I was like, oh, oh hey. boy. I thought they were having a private screening of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Dakota Johnson, who is in Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades of, of Grey, is in it. And I saw her on the talk show circuit on Tonight Show on Colbert talking about it. And, you know, I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey, so I can't critique Fifty Shades of Grey. But every time I see I don't, it, I haven't like, seen it. A lot of people have gone that route, though. Yeah. Haven't seen it and have ripped it to shreds. So I think you're fine if you yeah. really want to. But I just, like... It was an Oscar-nominated movie, though. It was. I, I, Unfortunately, I yeah. love it when a movie like that sneaks into Oscar <laughs> because of, like, a best song or best whatever. Yeah. And for the rest of eternity, they get to put the stamp on the Blu-ray box or on the, you know, the poster that it's an Oscar-nominated film. But th that's... I thought that... I don't know, I might be typecasting her, which isn't fair, but it looks like she, this is another of, of that kind of theme of a, of a character. Not to give anything away, but in the first, like, two and a half minutes, there's a butt. Oh, hey, <laughs> that should be on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half minutes. It should be. And it has Oscar winner Tilda Swinton in it. Is and it, is it her butt? Fiennes. Whose butt is it? In the movie? Uh, somebody else's somebody butt. Somebody else's butt. Ray Fiennes fine butt <laughs> it's not male butt no and uh Ray it's Fiennes, not male butt Oscar nominee he didn't get one right Oscar nominee I believe Ray Fiennes but it's by the director of a movie that I really liked a couple years ago and I forget what it is it's uh two kind of eccentric people and they're on a road trip maybe it's Scotland it was uh executive produced by Edgar Wright um, oh, Sightseers? Sightseers. That was a good movie. It's from the director of Sightseers. Ben Wheatley? Ben, yep. Okay. Uh, uh, or not, is that right? No, maybe I'm lying. Wait, what are you talking... You're not talking about High Rise, are you? High Rise is Ben Wheatley. High Rise, that's what yeah. I was thinking about. I'm heat-stroked. Jumping the gun. Heat-stroked. High Rise we're showing on the Later. week of the 24th? Yeah. July. 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 Months we from all now. really like the poster, and so yeah. we're all just thinking about it. Yeah. What, am I what did this guy direct? This guy directed... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This guy directed I Am Love yes. with Tilda Swinton, which I really liked. It's a really, I didn't see that one. Really good kind of, you know, the, the, the best kind of snooty festival heavy drama movie where you watch it and you're just like, wow, Tilda Swinton's an actor. Like, <laughs> like she's really good. She is, though. And so, yeah, mm. so it's a reunion of, of she and the, uh, the director of that movie. She's really photogenic. She's strangely... Alien and yet photogenic. Like my favorite thing ever that Tilda Swinton ever has done ever forever in life mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. the David Bowie like swap. David Bowie dresses her and she dresses David Bowie. What was that Isn't for? It? Just because? For shits, I think. <laughs> Just for oh, fun. A fashion around the house, maybe. Yeah. Well, she's very. I think it was a video. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played him in a music video or or something like that. Something. Yeah. Because like she's very. Oh, she, yeah, she was, like, in one of his last music videos. Yeah. I think. When, uh, a few years back, I worked on Project Runway Canada. 
<laughs> which was fun because it was this weird, weird thing of, of, like, I've never watched a show, but if you watch the show, it's like a franchise. It's like a McDonald's. Like, they're all exactly the same. So we built, we built the set. And if you didn't know it was Project Runway Canada or UK or China, you would like it. Just, it's every... if you were touring with the stage, you would never know which. It, yeah, it's just a blur. But I learned what the one thing I learned on that is fashion models. The best fashion model they like people with like the whole like like flat cheekbones and like shoulder like Andro- like like androgynous. Yeah, okay. whereas we have an image of of kind of like the buxom Marilyn Monroe, but that's not what they want. And so Tilda Swinton is very much like that, and I think it works well for for makeup and hair and costume, and because because she she has she she's androgynous. Yeah. And so when you see her in movies, and she's got a crazy wig on or glasses or makeup, she it really helps her fall into the role because I think her 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 features. Um, uh, you can make her look the part versus having to adapt the part yeah. to what she looks like. And in, and what I like about her too, in real life, she's just cool. Like she's not mm-hmm. a snooty Hollywood type or snooty British type, and she's just every time I've seen her on a talk show or something, she's just very laid back and you know doesn't seem the movie star type, but has the talent of a snooty movie star. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, she's pretty much on my list of like I will see whatever she is in. Um, Agreed. Yeah, but yeah, so we have that playing as we speak, and Mel was saying right before we started that. It's kind of a loud movie, so if you hear music Until in the back. Now, it's still now. Now it's gone. It's like there's, now I'm wondering if there's a problem inside. And yeah. Go check out. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. So if you hear music in the background, it doesn't count as copyright infringement because yeah. it just happened to be going by. We're just going to have to talk really loud. Yeah, you're just, just going by in the background. That doesn't loud count. Noises. <laughs> loud noises. Loud noises. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Bigger Splash plays um, all week, various times. Check the website, matinees, late movies. Um, another movie we have this week, uh, a really brand new movie, is Love and Friendship. It's uh, by Whit Stillman, and it's a Jane Austen story. And it, it just came out, like, there's ads on TV for it still. Like, I, I think it only came out in, in its wide release last week or something like that. Mm. Uh, what did Whit Stillman Sorry. direct? Uh, uh, Metropolitan. Metropolitan. A lot the of last days of disco. I mean, is that the right guy? Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of Chloe Chloe 70s in this. Yeah, with Kate Beckinsale. I yeah, think they've done his movies before. But this is his first like period piece, I think. Right. I'm not sure. And it, but it's like a it's like costume period piece. Jane Austen. Can... I wonder if this will do as well as Far From the Madding Crowd. Yeah, because Far is from... that a Jane Austen? No, it, but it was a period piece based on a novel. Yeah. Was it? I think. Sounds like it. But that stuff does well with us. Like you, uh, Costume dramas. Yeah. yeah. Even stuff not quite this old, but, you know, close in history, but like, well, like Brooklyn, which is, was what, like a century ago. Yeah. Did really well with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of like the period piece, the Merchant Ivory type genre, because I've said it before, but... Nice we, costumes and all Yeah, nice costumes. Like, we, we have the reputation. She has some nice costumes in that movie. Yeah. Um, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. She, she was very like. Oh man, I lo- like New York. Well, well dressed. Yeah, like I know those weren't really the good old days. I know they were like <laughs> horrible for women and minorities and everybody. And there was the Great Depression there was and poop everywhere. It was just a mess. It was just horrible. But I see like the foot and like the cars and the architecture and women when they had the like the hats and the dresses and guys were all in suits. And you see shots of, like, 
New York and it's plus 40 outside and everybody's, all the guys are in suits and fedoras and all the women are in dresses and gloves and hats and you're like, oh my God, you guys need t-shirts and shorts. Yeah. And But I love that era visually, if not for politically and, and socially. But yeah, she, and she, she looks... She looks the part. She looks like somebody who could have been a movie star back then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we do have the reputation, and we do we do screen your Neil Breen movies in The Room mm-hmm. and Rocky Horror. But but really often our our bread and butter is the 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 older crowd, the the Helen Mirren crowd, the period piece crowd, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes a mix. Like, I love it when like the seven o'clock show is. You know, say like a, a a period piece in the nine o'clock show is like a punk rock movie, and both do well. I like that <laughs> when when people are crossing each other coming in and out of the theater. I think it was like Richard Roper. Some critic called these movies like women in big hat movies. Mm-hmm. Because I think Kate Beckinsale's got a really big hat. Really big hat. <laughs> I think they both do. Big hat. Depending on which poster you're looking at. Yeah, this is Big Hats the movie. <laughs> big Hats <laughs> the movie. And it is, I know, more... Because sometimes this genre is fairly heavy. Like, you know, fairly Romeo and Juliet. But this is a more comedic uh, romance uh, in comparison to some of the other genres like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're also bringing back The Man Who Knew Infinity for another week. That's a... um, Seemingly... I always call it... Like, a seemingly very, like... uh, It's the kind of movie that you'll always catch some critics saying, like, an early Oscar favorite. Because it has a couple of the like, Deb Patel was in Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons won an Oscar, so it has some Oscar cred. And he was in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, <laughs> which he talked some shit about in an interview recently. It must be nice when you're at the point of your career where you can do that. Talk shit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can be like, "Oh, that movie I was in was horrible." Those old British actors, it's like they don't give a shit. No, they're like, "Look." Yeah, because... I'm old and British. Yeah, and he's like, if you don't ask me back for the next one, that's okay, I'll go do something else. <laughs> but, uh... uh th- I haven't... I missed this one, but I do want to see this one. It looks like a... just looks like a nice, like, beautiful mind. Uh, as I think I said last week, white people are horrible. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Learn a valuable lesson, be inspired by the young, smart guy kind of movie. And, um... Is it... It's, a, it's actually a two, 2015 movie. It's always... People always say, what's your favorite movie of 2015? And I'm like, I can't tell you till like July. Hook. Yeah, Hook, Hook, Hook. was my favorite movie. Because it takes so long for movies to roll out. The Astrologer, yeah. which I saw. I think I'm the only one here who's seen it. I missed it. I was, what was I doing? Oh, I was doing roller derby. Well, I wasn't doing roller derby. I was helping out the roller derby ladies. A lot of shots in that movie of that guy with his shirt off. And he's got like, <laughs> the weirdest body. He's like shaped like a potato, like a giant potato. Don't body shame him, Andrew. Like Remy Royale? <laughs> no, Remy Royale probably has it. No, he's got like a nicer physique. <laughs> but clearly, like the astrologer was this guy who's like, I'm the I'm like the most handsome man on the planet, and I'm gonna star in my own movie. Watch me with my shirt off. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping it would do astrology. Gangbusters, so we could like bring it back. But I think it did okay, but not well enough to kind of garner. There, there's a scene. I watched it with uh, Lee, our programmer, and there's a scene in the movie where he's like, "I'm gonna make a movie about myself called The Astrologer," and it cuts to a marquee of The Astrologer, and he's in the cinema watching a movie about himself called The Astrologer. No. What? No. And then there's there's um narration where he's like, 
my movie, The Astrologer, grossed $145 million no. at the box office. <laughs> so it grossed more than Star Wars, I think. Well, it's nice that he was confident. It's nice that he... And that was it, right? He only did that one? Or did he... Yeah. Do, yeah, that's it. Um, I feel like maybe you should try to bring it back like once the school year starts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it did okay, you're right. Yeah. Um, well, our regu- it was mostly like- our regulars who came and saw it, like Brad and Ann, and they they loved it. Everyone was like... I love, amazing. I love Brad and Ed because Brad, you look at Brad and you're like, there's a movie nerd who will watch anything. Yeah. And, and, uh. Anne's a little bit more discerning. Or Anne. But they do come and see everything. Everything. And my favorite is, uh. There's they, some get, stuff that she's like categorically, no. Yeah. Never. But they usually give most things a shot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, I think there's certain types of films that she just like, he'll come by himself. They came to Green Room, actually. And they yeah. really like yeah. Green Room. Nice. Yeah. Because sometimes they always sit to my... I always sit front row center balcony, and they sit 99% of the time in the, the love seat to my left. And sometimes I'll come in, and she'll look at me and go, so what am I seeing tonight? Yeah. She doesn't know. <laughs> they just always come to a double bill, and... and. Well, Brad always comes in first. Yeah. They come on their bikes, and... He pays for a, both. Yeah. They were telling the funny story the other day where they each thought the other one got here first and walked by and went... Oh, uh, Brad paid for me, and whoever was in, yeah, it could have been any of us, went, went like, oh, okay, and then she came, oh, and paid for me, oh, okay, and then after the first movie, they realized neither paid, came back and went, <laughs> we just walked in, <laughs> you know, so, but they're, but they're good, good lawyers, I, I find that, like, you know, sneaking into a movie is pretty doable if you really want to, especially on a busy night, you know, but the other night, when I was working, I worked... It was a rare, I worked Saturday and Sunday night last weekend, and it was at, like, you know, at 10 after or something, I must have, like, gone to the washroom or come to the office. After the movie, a nice lady came out and went, oh, I walked in and no one was in the box office, so I want to give you money. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you for being honest. Yeah, that's happened to me a lot. But they just, and just, you know, we're, we're a skeleton crew, so if someone comes in at quarter after... And like I said, you're in the washroom or you're in here. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. you're just running off for a second and that's the second they show up. Yeah. We but you just put a toilet in the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People notice curtain, that. Curtains, yeah. on the, <laughs> curtains on the box office window. But yeah, we have, we have such a nice, loyal crowd. And, and, and Anne's funny because she doesn't look like somebody who would like a movie like Green Room. But I remember, what was the other one? Uh, like, and that's the thing, like, that's not her typical sort of movie. No. Like, she'll, she'll come to pretty much everything yeah. blind. But mm-hmm. I think that Brad knows to warn her if it's going to be yeah a little much. You know what I mean? Or sometimes I know they've said for, for Saturday Night Cinema. He comes by himself. Or she said she was there once and left during Lee's introduction. Because <laughs> Lee proceeded to say, like, this movie is... This horrendous, horrible thing. And she went, nope. And yes. just left then. Was like, bye. They at least stick around and be like, oh, well, we'll yeah. see what it is at first. Yeah. So found out what it was. And then was like, nope, that's good enough. Went Probably home. decided against, yeah. But yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's funny how we have we have two pairs of regulars, both couples, who both sit in the, the separate love seats, the left and the right, and are here for like everything. everything. And then like our other regulars, back when we did... The room with Tommy for how, what did we do? Like six screenings? Yeah. They did like, I think they did six. Well, didn't they stayed for the whole thing? Which is yeah. crazy. Didn't we add on a couple screenings while while we were while they were here? Maybe it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we like held it over till yeah. Monday or something like that. Yeah. And and yeah, and they, I was like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of anything. Like even a movie I love, like 
I can't imagine watching six times in three days back to back to back to back to back. That's that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of repetition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same time, sort of like buying a pass for a carnival. Like yeah. watching the same movie over <laughs> and over again is one thing, but Tommy was here, and so I think that's true. Just yeah, to live through that. You got a different experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when you were wait, how old were you when you were addicted to Hook? Besides for a present date. Oh my god, we were talking. I just hung out with my brother last night, and we were talking about it. Um, I was between grade two and grade six. So did you drive your parents nuts watching Hook? So like, this was like years after it came out. Yeah. Like when? It, okay. Because when it came well, out, like nineties, ninety one. Did you see it in theaters? I I was born in eighty six, guys. So it's, yeah. it, it didn't come out that much later. Um, I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. I didn't see it in theaters. No. 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 And I don't even like it. <laughs> Most things, there was like a point in time, we didn't really go to the cinema when I was younger, younger. And yeah. And there was a point in time when we started going is when we like sort of lived in Orleans, there was a cinema nearby and mm-hmm. uh, we were like, my brother had reached like PG is okay for him age, you know, versus like, I don't know, he was hyper. So. Uh, Did you watch it like every weekend on VHS and drive your parents crazy? Kind probably of more than that. Yeah. Uh, but we cycled through a few movies and it was, sometimes it was like literally movies over rewind machine, put it back in. Yeah. We, yeah. Oh yeah. Watch the movie twice in a day yeah. and then twice the next day and twice the day after that. And then we'd switch to something else for a couple of days and then go back to hook and then like, yeah, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. Well, I can't imagine what it is now. Cause like, since I'm older than you, I, I was a child of VHS but it wasn't quite the same. Like, people didn't start building collections quite yet, you know? So, mm-hmm. on Saturday morning, I would just watch everything. Stuff. yeah. So, like, I have this illusion that, like... I used to tape everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And th- I have this illusion that, like, the Droids and Ewoks cartoons were on for, like, five years. But they weren't. There was, like, 20 episodes that I just watched over and yeah, over and yeah. over. But nowadays, we're just... Everything's at a kid's command, like... Just having birthday parties here and seeing what selections get picked for the birthday parties, I'm always like, oh, don't you want to watch something like old and cool? They're like, nope, they want to watch the same two movies over and over and over. And they're good movies, but it's so funny that the kids, it's kind of neat that even when they have that option to watch it at home, they still want to come and watch it on the big screen for their birthday. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I didn't really have, like I didn't watch, you know, Star Wars every weekend forever because I just didn't have that option. But if I was 10 now, I might be watching, and had more spare time on my hands, I might be watching Force Awakens, like, every night before bed. <laughs> like, just over and over and over again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't even know how we got off on that topic of talking about Hook. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a great movie. Welcome to the Hook Podcast. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Uh, Almost Holy, which looks really cool. Premiere. Ottawa premiere. It's a Ukrainian documentary. It's um, it's it's the the ads kind of make it out as like a vigilante priest film. And that's what it sounds like. He's like a. It's a documentary. The, yeah, there was some quote saying the best vigilante superhero movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like him. I guess it's like you know troubled kids on the streets, and he's. I don't think he's out there like putting on a cape and cowl and punching people, but I think he might be out there punching people. And he's out there, like, trying to get kids off the street and yelling at drug dealers and getting cops involved and stuff like that. And he started a house? Like a residence? Yeah. I hesitate to use that word, but... 
Like it looks very much dormitory for for like street kids and stuff like that. I think so. It looks like a good version of Oliver Twist, where he's taking kids off the street but not teaching them to um, pickpocket. Hold on. Wait. Made a name for himself by forcibly abduct, abducting homeless, drug-addicted kids from streets of his city. Uh-oh. And then founded Pilgrim Republic, which is a rehab center. So maybe it is like Oliver. So he's sort of... <laughs> he's stealing the kids from the street and returning them clean. I guess that's good. Yeah, very curious to see it. it, it it's, uh, and it's, it's, it's got the stamp of approval from uh, its executive producer... Terrence Malick? Uh, is it Werner? Is Werner involved in this one too? Or no, it's Ter- Terrence Malick. It seems like a Werner. It seems like a, for some reason. No, yeah, you're right. Terrence Malick. It was some other crazy... Werner Herzog has a documentary coming out about the internet. Oh, it's really good. It. It's called oh. Lo and Behold. Does he narrate it? Yeah. Good. That's and all I want in life. I think, <laughs> and I don't think he re- uses the internet. I think he's like afraid of it or something. So it's all about like yeah. this crazy thing called the internet that's just... Is it a tinfoil hat like... Well, he shows he shows a shot of um in the trailer of these monks like on their smartphones. Oh God! Okay. That's cool. So he's just showing how it's how it's ruining everything. Yeah. Okay. The 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 world's a better place with Werner out there having adventures. Totally. Mm -hmm. Like him narrating makes it more interesting as opposed to some guy who loves the internet making a documentary about how great the internet is. But like in every story you hear is him like having a crazy adventure, making a crazy movie and it, telling some truths that are probably a little hard but like still or like learning. Who, was it uh was it uh, um Joaquin Phoenix? Well, I think it was Joaquin Phoenix. I might be lying about this, but if Joaquin Phoenix uh, or s- some actor, some Hollywood actor flipped his car in Hollywood. Like crazy fluke flipped his car. It was okay, but like hanging there upside down. A car comes up, here's what I'm going over, and then he hears a voice, and I can't do it justice, but it's like, oh, Joaquin, it's, it's Werner Herzog. No way. You're okay, I'm going to get help. And he gave him, like, some Yoda words of wisdom, and, like, saved him. And he does that. He just does those kind of things. And he got wow. shot on camera, too. I he think. got shot, yeah. And in his, in his youth, he was this... And he wanted to continue the interview. They're like, oh my god, did this, yeah. did this He's like, no, it's not a serious wound, it's okay. Yeah, and like... <laughs> And in his youth, he was this, like, like, you know, especially with the, the fiction films he was making, this just madman doing these crazy productions. And in his in his elderly years, he's become this, like, quiet, wise... He's, like... Sh- crazy uh, Yoda guy, like... Playing bad guys in Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he did a voice on The Simpsons. Yeah. but And he's got a master class now, one of those online... He's oh, got, like, man. an on... You know, Kevin Spacey and Dustin Hoffman did... Those online acting classes. Yeah. Cool. He's got an online filmmaking course. That's I think it's like 90 bucks or something. That's sweet. Well, Gwen and I joke because on one of our dates, I think it was one of our dates early on, we watched, here at the Mayfair, we watched the, uh, he did a, a movie that, a documentary that inexplicably at the end ties in like albino alligators. And it's like the documentary's going along, going along, going along, and then alligators. And so it's like the go-to thing now of like, when a movie's not making sense, you just be like, Werner be like, and then the alligators came in at the end of Batman versus Superman. Man, I would love him directing one of those movies. <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, if he has a new movie coming out, I'm sure we will try to get it. We played a number of his things in the last little while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, and every quote, every quote from him is the best. So yeah, but, um, but yeah, so Almost Holy is our documentary offering of the week. 
And then we have the Rocky Horror Picture Show. With our at friend, midnight. At midnight. An actual midnight movie. Yeah. Usually we have it a little bit earlier. It's not a possibility this week, unfortunately. Yeah, just with times. Because some of the cast is part of a different show that ends at 11.30. Oh, is that what oh, it is? Oh, is it because of Fringe Fest or yes. something? Yeah. Do you know what they're doing? Or is it multiple things? It's Well, it's Handsome Mark. Oh, Handsome Mark. in something. I'm not sure what. Yeah. But it ends at 11.30. And I so check that out. zoom here from there. That's hilarious. That he'll, be, he'll be like in makeup from another thing, hopping in a cab, jumping over here. Changing into his shorts on the way. <laughs> yeah, in the back of the cab. And uh, yeah, so for those not in the know, Absent Friends Shadow Cast are a live theater troupe who do an accompaniment to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of seeing like a live, you are seeing a live show with the movie playing behind it. So it's not just the movie. Yeah. So it's this weird mashup of like audio commentary slash live show slash movie slash participation event and making use of all of the props. Yeah, and they run around in the crowd and lots of lots of interaction and Yeah, we and how long have they been doing it with us now for? A while, eh? It was okay, so Sam and Handsome Mark are I think the last two of the remaining the, the, the original two of the original cast, and yeah. and it was Mark's five year anniversary. Like. Oh my god! Because once upon a time, it was something that was really just screened at like Halloween. Yeah. And then now it's screened more frequently, almost monthly. Yeah. And I think mainly because of absent friends. Well, I feel like everybody, it is, yeah, but also because of the people who keep coming back. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. People will be like, what are you doing this weekend? You know, it's like, I'm working Rocky Horror. And then everybody's reaction is always like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they still play that movie? Like, they still play they, that movie. Like, I, yes, no, I'm we. going to press play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it, I always find it's an interesting crowd because, like a lot of these cult movies, like anything in life, Time's ticking along, so it's 40 years old now. Mm -hmm. So you have, and it's only rated AA, so you have a 15-year-old coming, and then you have... With her mom. With her mom, and then you have senior citizens coming to some of the, like, some of especially around Halloween when Mm -hmm. we have earlier screenings of it. And it's it's a 40-year-old movie all of a sudden. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so we have that screening at midnight on Saturday night, June 18th. Um... What's this other one we have? That is for... Guidance is a... a... Saw video presentation. Yeah. Yeah, it's Saw's 35th anniversary. They're screening a film called Guidance, and the director, Pat Mills, will be here to do a Q&A and all that stuff. And that is on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this before then, you can... Get the tickets from Saw. You can check out their website, sawvideo.com. You can actually pick up your tickets at the box office at any time. Oh, we have them here too? Yeah. Cool. So yeah, you can do that. And uh, yeah, so that's in celebration of Saw Video, who are the uh, video production center here in Ottawa, and they do all kinds of short films and classes and all kinds of stuff. I've done stuff through them. I think Lee's done stuff through him. Mm -hmm. Over at the Arts Court. Yeah, the Arts Court. And... Yeah, so that's this week, and as we kind of mentioned before, we, we kind of stumbled into it, we we just booked two movies 
for about a month from now, where we don't have the dates, but we know they start the week of July 24th. July 24th. And what was the one we mentioned already? High Rise. High Rise. uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, and that's a real highly anticipated, lots of people asking. Based on the novel by J.G. Ballard, who wrote Crash, not the the one about racism, (laughs) the one about sex sex and car car crashes. crashes. I did not know that. So is this a sex in high-rise buildings movie? Kind of looks like it. It's, it looks like kind of um, a metaphor for like um, social climbing and class warfare or something like that. The the It's got kind of a futuristic kind of look to it. I, I have a number of female friends and the ladies love Tom Hiddleston. They're big fans. They do, yeah. Um, the last movie we screened didn't get the fan reaction. The uh, What was the... Uh, the Western, not the Western, the country Western movie he did. I saw where he played Hank Williams. Yeah, I saw The Light. It's, it sounded great. He did a good job, but it was just a weird movie. It was, it was they, it just seemed like they kind of put a bunch of scenes together and went, yeah, that's two hours. Here we go. This sort of makes sense. This sort this is sort of a movie. This has songs in it. But, um, but yeah, so it was High Rise and... Into the Forest with... It, uh, What's her name? Ellen Page. Ellen Page and Evan Rachel Wood. Canada's sweetheart, Ellen Page, who still is a Halifax native, mm-hmm. and she's three feet tall and awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good uh, Canadian content film we have coming. And that's from, I, who is that? This is the director of... Patricia Rosema. Yeah. I've, I've heard the mermaid singing. Right. Which she was, directed a TV show here, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Of... Kevin Mondays and Thursdays, or I oh, forget what okay. it was called. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a CBC show that they they filmed here. Yeah, they filmed here, and she was she was here directing it. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I, she signed one of our posters. Like, cool. I think we have a poster of one of her movies, and she signed it. Yeah, she she's done quite a few Canadian film and television projects over the the last few years. Mm-hmm. And what else? There was something else that we. Do. Oh, okay. So I uh, hot off the presses. I was just working on the posters for these today. Uh, so coming up, this is a, a little while off, but we'll just mention it briefly. Uh, one movie called The Fits. This looks amazing. Looks amazing. Um, Have you seen the trailer for this? The Fits? No. It looks really good. It's, it's, uh... I tend to not watch trailers. No. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's, uh, one thing I like about it, it's 72 minutes long. Nice. I love a short movie. Uh, and it's, it's one of those kind of, um, getting a lot of buzz off of not only the quality of the film, but also that it was like a... $160,000 movie, so relatively low budget, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a real uh, strong, central, young female character movie, and getting rave reviews across the board, and I think it was Sundance? I think Sundance mm-hmm. got an award there. So yeah, so that's cool that we got that the autumn premiere of that coming up in August, and on the other end of the spectrum, a video game movie called Man vs. Snake, uh, which has some people from the King of Kong, the King of Kong in it, and it looks, it looks, it, it's almost a, like what's the word? They said it's like a, like the non sequel to King of Kong because it's very similar. And they, a your your hero is a nerdy guy trying to beat this video game, mm-hmm. and he's having a troubled life. And, and they t- they're very competitive, and they take it super seriously. Yeah, and so. Uh, and an easy thing on this, of course, our friends at House of Targ are going to present it. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay, House of Targ! And so I chatted with the gentleman over there just via social media earlier today, and 
we're going to do something. They're going to have some prizes to give out or maybe some coupons to people who come see the movie. We should probably mention that they're trying to get a an arcade game yeah. for Chio, I think. I was going to try to remember that, yeah. So if you go to House of Targ, they have a basically like, you know, drop money in a bucket kind of fundraiser. Uh, there might be more information on their website as well. And it's, uh, yeah, they're trying to, they're going to install a free play video game uh, at Chio, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if, if, you, if you stop by Targ, I think they have like a bucket just at the bar or at the front uh, desk where the security guy sits. And you can give them money for that. So that's a worthy cause. And, um, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's a, a couple months away, so as we get closer to that, we'll have more news about what the prizes are. I'm sure they, they said they're going to give us some things for Man vs. Snake. Man vs. Snake, really long subtitle movie that I can't remember. And uh, but that's another... Uh, man, I don't play video games enough, but I love all the video game documentaries. Every one that we've screened, uh, Ecstasy of Order... Um, they, they've all been really even Beep which we just screened for one night because it was a special for the this video game conference that was in town uh, they're always really interesting so this one will be good I, I find them more edge of your seat than, than sports watching people play video games on the big screen but yeah so that's coming up a couple months but uh, yeah so that's everything for this week so I think we're going to wrap things up and uh, get ready to screen what's coming up next Love and Friendship Love and Friendship and I'm going to go back out into the heat and bike home. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. And go visit our friends at House of Tar. Mm-hmm. Eat some pierogies. Eat some pierogies. And uh, check out Audible. Audible, uh, audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. <laughs> I bet you there's a audiobook for love and friendship on there. Probably. Probably. Yeah. All right, see you next week.